Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's second Tuesday food, wine, and travel show with the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. They're really such a cool organization of travel writers, food writers, wine writers, and the destinations, and also focusing on the people that go into the places. So where does our food come from? That's kind of a topic today. Uh, what about the farms? What about the breweries? Oh, we like to talk about Ooh. them. What about the wineries? <laughs> Where is all that from? So everyone, uh, go to ifwtwa.org, especially if you're in those industries, and check out this amazing association. So every second Tuesday, we actually chat with the destinations. Every second Friday with the with IFTWA. This is what we say. It's IFTWA. It's a lot easier uh, to say. Uh, we talk with travel writers and we have a new panel show coming up. So stay tuned for that. So that's an exciting thing where we talk with three travel writers every month. But today we get to welcome back Blake Vanfield. She is the director of Genuine Skagit Valley in Washington State. Now, before I was saying Skagit, 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 you could say genuine instead of genuine. I don't know. We can say it how we want. But the thing is to go there. And also learn about these amazing crops being grown there, flowers too. So go to genuine, genuine, Skagit, Skagit Valley.com. Welcome, Blake. How are you? Thank you, Lisa. It's a it's a pleasure to be back. And you have improved definitely with Skagit. So right Skagit. out of the gate, genuine Skagit Valley. Uh, good job. Genuine. Genuine, because we want more wine. We need wine. <laughs> genuine. No, but genuine you know, that, can, that can never hurt. No, it doesn't. Right. But I, yeah. I heard that some of your farmers help breweries. That's what I heard through the grapevine. They grape do. The genuine grapevine. <laughs> we do. We have a, a wonderful uh, barley and wheat circle here. The barley grown is is craft malted at Skagit Valley Malting, which does supply a lot of our local breweries as well as craft breweries around the world. Um, and so the the grains that are being developed here specifically for Western Washington are thriving and creating some really remarkable flavors that are evocative of the Skagit Valley. Okay, mm. so Skagit Valley. Nancy, you and I were up there last mm-hmm. year. Uh, in Anacortes, we went a little bit through Whitby. Um, we were there in mm-hmm. the winter. It was cold, but we saw lots of birds. Yeah. But so you're really just south of British Columbia, right? So and and north of Seattle. So I want people to have that visual of where you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are. We're an hour and a half north of Seattle, and we're about an hour and a half south of Vancouver, BC. And mm-hmm. we are the the last remaining agricultural valley in the Puget Sound region. So the food Ooh. that is grown and produced here is is not only important for our local community, but we also grow crops that are distributed around the world. Does that wow. include the islands like Whitby, Kamano, Kamano? They Uh-oh. they are island county. Um, Skagit County does extend into the water, so I would like to note that our thriving. Um, aquaculture industry of, of shellfish harvesting and growing is 
is also a part of our agricultural community. So the oysters mm. and clams, as well as mm. Dungeness crab that are harvested here are uh, delicious. Mm. So how important is it for us? You know, I, I look at, you know, as travelers, you want to taste something local, but I think what's so genuine about we like, I like that you use the word genuine we're, we're authentic is always being used too but what's so great mm-hmm. is that you know it's like understanding the farm life beyond the plate mm. you know it's like oh we want farm to table farm to fork all of those great words right but then who mm-hmm. is it and you've got this awesome program last year you're on the show talking about it and Linda Kazam food wine travel diva uh, shopping diva excuse me because she likes to shop trust me yes. um her <laughs> husband knows um but the sketch see listen sketch i got it the farms uh, farms and fresh this was like this really cool tour you had where people could go uh during july august but and really get to experience the produce and actually go to the farm stands themselves how did that go Absolutely. because i i want people to be able to do that because then you know what you're eating. You get to see the work involved and the beauty. Mm-hmm. And and here we do. We have family farms. We have working farms. And many that do a remarkable job of inviting visitors uh, to their farm stands and um, their farmland so that people can see and understand exactly what does go into the food that is coming um, to their plate. Um, and it was, it, we run that in July and August and, um, it is, it's, it's to, it's not only to highlight our products, but like what you mentioned before, the people that are behind that, the family farms and, um, just the remarkable community that we're all, we're all grateful to experience and live in here and also invite others to, to take part in that, um, in Skagit, as you know, and you had asked earlier you know, we do have year-round activities. And actually, the high season is our our world-renowned Tulip Festival, which is the Mm. entire month of April. And that's when, um, you know, we have acres upon acres of daffodil and tulip fields that are in bloom. And it's, it's absolutely stunning. And we're also one of the few places in the world that does allow the public to actually walk amongst the fields. A lot mm. of places that do have tulip festivals, um, it's it's usually uh, partitioned off, and and here people really do get to to walk amongst the flowers, and and it is it's a it's a great experience, and millions of people do come through. Um, mm. And then we are also known in in harvest time in the fall when our pumpkins and that that end of of seasonal harvest is is there and families come to to enjoy that experience as well as the festival of family farms and so farm stand fresh came about to keep that momentum in place and take advantage of the beautiful summer months that we do have here in our maritime climate so when other regions are getting really really hot summers here in Skagit are perfect they're just nice. beautiful. We have ocean breezes and, you know, cooler nights. So it's, it is really a, a great time to be here. And I remember last year when you were on the show, you were saying that not only are people get, you can get a map and go to the different farm stands, 
which include flowers. Mm-hmm. So there's more than tulips yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So we can talk on yeah. but, um, that. You also did some special events last year where, you know, local chefs can connect through Zoom with people buying the produce. So how did that go? Absolutely. I mean, because how, how, how did that go last year? You know, for me, it's very rewarding because I come from a, a food education background. And so seeing our, our, our public and those that are supporting our local farms come away with some great ideas and how they can take that bounty into the kitchen and, you know, try some new things. And it's also just a way to get to know more of the individuals who are, are making such great contributions to our farming and culinary community. Um, because ultimately, we need to eat the crops that are being grown in our fields. And we have some fantastic culinarians that bring so much talent and so much skill to using those local fresh farm ingredients. Mm-hmm. that's cool that people are connecting and then just even going to the farm stands it's like that's so cool what about the flowers so tulips are a big deal in the spring and, and mm-hmm. i remember even just driving around that people had daffodils and i mean the gardens i mean you obviously get rain which you need which mm-hmm. is good this winter it looked like you guys got some good snow as well um so that's gonna be yeah, we did. But isn't that good? Isn't that good for the soil? Or how are the farmers feeling right now with with that? Oh, the, the you know, win, wintertime cool temperatures, rainfall, that seasonal ebb and flow is, is, is of course, critical to all ecosystems. And um, so, yes, you know, I would say cooler temperatures that help maintain our snowpack, which then help support an adequate uh, flow of, of water for not only our salmon, but also for irrigating fields throughout the year is very important. So having some of those cooler temperature, temperatures and snow is, is, is to be mm-hmm. expected as, as part of our winter, winter season. You mentioned salmon. That's a big deal. Yeah. Um, I know we're, it we're, is getting nervous around the country, Alaska, Oregon, Washington, Mm -hmm. about our salmon populations. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about that. And I mean, do you have salmon farmer fishery people? (laughs) You can tell I know about (laughs) salmon. Well, you were in Anacortes. So you were definitely in an epicenter of where there have been many family generations of, of a fishing community there. And of course, the the impact of our our salmon and counts um, affects that. In Skagit, we are fortunate in that our watershed still supports all five species of salmon. And having the open space, um, having efforts amongst everybody working together from our tribal communities um, to our farming communities, to help support and maintain that is, is important. And um, I know that, that everybody is, is working towards maintaining that. So sustainability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because important that's the thing. Ahead. Yeah. I mean, we look at this, you know, I think farming at times gets a bad rap on the environmental side. Yet every farmer mm-hmm. I know says, 
I'm not here wasting water. I'm not here yeah. trying to pollute the soil that I'm trying to grow things on. No. So there's there are some, you know, things in farming on that side that we 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 we're not going to get into, but the sustainable model, I don't really know a farmer that doesn't want that because they want to be able to still produce. They want water, especially the small farms, family farms. And so what is your makeup of farmers? Is it mostly family farms that are doing all of this work in your area? It is. We're 95 to 98% family farms. That's amazing. So, That's huge. And what are, what, cool. are the, what are the looks like in regards to organic, you know, there's biodynamic wines, you know, and mm-hmm. but regenerative. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, we could get into all those little words, but which, which have big meanings and big work behind them and all kinds of mm-hmm. labeling and, and red tape mm-hmm. and all that. It's a lot of work, <laughs> but I think a lot of times there's also a lot it of good is. farmers out there actually doing the organic thing that they just don't have the label on it. Mhm. Mhm. It is. It's 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 a lot of work and I think one of the the issues is that it's just as much work for a a farmer who has 5 acres as it is for one that has, you know, 500. And so the the amount of regulation and paperwork sometimes can be can be difficult for those that have um are on a smaller scale. Mhm. Yeah. So the, you guys have small family farms and is that, do, do the farmers open up the land? I mean, when it comes to like your farm tours, so people can go there. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there that communication, Absolutely. farmers markets, that kind of thing, so that people can mm-hmm. understand why we need to support the farm, the people that are feeding us, right? Yes. Yes. There's, there's a lot of, a lot of good things that come out from our, our farming communities that do involve food security and food access, especially when we're so close to some, some major metropolitan areas. Mm. Yeah. Like Seattle, British Columbia, like, Oh, do you go over into Canada with, with your products or mostly in in the States? Usually within the the U S there's, 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 you know, a few, a few more hurdles to, to cross an international line. Mm. Mm-hmm. So Especially with food products, yeah, but, but yeah. we do invite and definitely invite our our Canadian neighbors to come and visit and um, enjoy yeah, the our, are open. our community here too. The borders yes, are open; they it's are. time to cross over. Yay. We love it. We love that. They so, are. Listen, mm-hmm. the potato thing. Listen, I think it's because we had British and English and Irish and everybody come over to your area in the history, you know, and and back in the day. But mm-hmm. potatoes, what the first commercial harvest of potatoes, this was 1853. That's mm-hmm. like amazing. Mm-hmm. So um, your area has been doing that. It's 80, over 80 crops, not to mention flowers, right? Yeah. But to do mm-hmm. the potatoes, but you're doing the red potatoes. We like red potatoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> been, we, we had some for breakfast. Yeah. And then I was like, we're in yeah. Georgia today recording you while oh. you're in, in Skagit and we're having red potatoes uh-huh. and I'm looking at Nancy going, are we eating Skagit <laughs> potatoes? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I, yeah. I would, I would hope so. We, we grow 95% of Washington state's red potatoes and 
The reason why they do so well here is because we have the cool summers and we have mm -hmm. incredible alluvial soil. So we have the top 2% of soil quality in the world. It's remarkable here. And mm. that, that loamy rich soil does a great job with potatoes and the cooler temperatures help bring about that bright purple red color. Mm. Um, so that is how we, we get those beautiful potatoes grown here yummy yummy yep. and that's They're that's so kind of interesting they are doesn't, mm. doesn't nancy when you they say are. the biodiversity it goes back to the nutrients like i always oh, think there's absolutely something goes yeah. into yeah yeah by the potatoes, they're they're go ahead mm -hmm. and they're they're big feeders and so they usually are grown mm -hmm. every four years and other crops are rotated in which helps maintain soil health and cover crops and Speaking of those potatoes and those those 80 different crop, commercial crops, which is remarkable mm -hmm. for a region, we have about 90,000 acres in cultivation. We are uh, releasing a cookbook in the fall of 2023 that mm -hmm. features mm -hmm. our family farmers as well as these farm products in some fantastic recipes that have been contributed um, to the cookbook by our community. So it's community-driven right. cookbook. And we have Charity Burgraff, who uh, is a phenomenal food photographer, and we're very lucky to have her here uh, doing the food photography for it. And uh, the publisher is a Skagit, a local Skagit uh, publisher and printing press, uh, Raspberry Bow Press. And so working within our cool. local community to, to do this is, has been really exciting. Um, it's a two-year process to get everything put together. We've got the recipe development done. We've got the photography done. And it's, it's, it's also an educational glimpse into agriculture here in the Skagit Valley in that we also do profiles on the allies and organizations that are doing such important work in support of our farming community. Well, this is cool. so exciting. That is very You have cool. to come back. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. This is... And it's it, you can get information on it. Um, it's Genuine Skagit Cooking. It is up on our website. Mm. Nice. Look at that. That is awesome. And then going back to yeah. like this biodiversity, like I think it's so, mm -hmm. your area is so unique in that you are like a wetland in a way, right? Because you've got the wetlands, you've got the coast. It's just different. And mm -hmm. It's not that far that you're actually into like the desert area. It's not that no, far. No, you know, no, like it's not. It you know, it sounds weird, but it's you're not. You do have a high desert kind of climate down the road that has wine. Um, but this is, you know what I mean. But this, but but that that greater <laughs> sphere. You did it, not me. <laughs> we both are trying not to go yeah, on this podcast, but. Uh, when I, I laugh, it happens. I know it's it's bad, but um, you know this this thing of um, this bigger sphere of climate and soil and just these different you know layers of earth, like how it all happens. I think your mm -hmm. area is so fascinating because it's also part of the Ice Age belt, like this whole thing and that's what makes wine over there good makes your potatoes good over mm -hmm. in your area mm -hmm. but there's a connection mm -hmm. and it's not that far like you could do a whole washington state food trail and just like you know you're gonna have to go hiking 
for sure. You got Mount Rainier, you got <laughs> Whidbey Island with hiking trails and all of that good stuff, but mm-hmm. you really have good mm-hmm. stuff with it. I think the nutrients, what's so good about it is in having an organization like yours and smaller family farms and crop rotation is, you know, you can't have good food, good tasting crops without the nutrients mm-hmm. being in there and keeping mm-hmm. care of the soil. And the fact that you're in that wetlands, you know, that's that um, that balance. It's always interesting in there. Stuff gets in. It's almost it's like really, the, the soup the next day. You know what I mean? It's, it's more mm-hmm. intense. It's really yeah. important mm-hmm. that people understand and care about where their food comes from. Instead of always mm-hmm. thinking that it comes from the supermarket. I mean, we need the supermarkets. I get that. But it's a, it's important to understand where food comes from so that you understand that you have to protect the soil and the area where the food comes from in right. order to protect yourselves. So, mm-hmm. and it's all different. I mean, nutrients come from this area, so you get this crop. And then nutrients in another area give you a different kind of crop. Mm-hmm. Or maybe mm-hmm. sometimes the same crop, but a different taste, different varieties. Mm-hmm. And we need all mm-hmm. that. And we have it. And I yeah, I love it when people really realize that their food doesn't come out of a can. You mm-hmm. know, that it actually came from the soil and that you can Good go people. see it. I, I would I would love to see everybody work on a farm for a little bit. Yeah, now but now just, I feel like we have to come back. I, I think we're gonna have to. We're going to Oregon next year, Nancy. I think we're going to have to do a little drive up. Oh, you know, oh, come up. I'm serious. Yeah. I, we got to go. Mm-hmm. We got to go. We got to get our hands in the dirt for like, you yeah. Know. It's That's so the much thing. fun anyway. That's what I think is so good about it. I'm sure we, like we have yours, many, you know? many producers who will be happy to put you to work. I have no problem. problem. I'm in. I'm in. I'm That's in. I'm in. Well, there cool. is, a, it's, it is a lot of work, you know, um, going back to those nutrients. I think that's why you have obviously the weather, but you have mm-hmm. so many of those birds landing mm-hmm. because they know the nutrients are there and they're adding their nutrients. You know, it's called compost and fertilizer, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Bird fertilizer is good stuff. So that's that ecosystem. So the farmers understand the need for the birds, right? That's, it's kind of this interesting balance. It it is a balance, and I think what is is so remarkable about Washington State is that the different regions throughout the state really do produce some of the nation's best food products, um, mm-hmm. from apples to wine to the potatoes that mm-hmm. we have, the berry crops. The berries mm-hmm. that are grown in our, our region are just absolutely remarkable. And then, as you mentioned, too, some of the newer specialty crops, such as flowers, that are coming into not necessarily year-round production, but close to it. It's just not our tulip festival, but it definitely extends into November of of different flower varieties, for instance, that are being grown. Mm. So we're we're very very lucky to be living where we are, where different regions are are able to produce some really distinctive distinctive crops. And even here in Skagit, for instance, in our our lowland areas. And and that's where much of the farmland is. But also, as you you move up closer into the foothills and coming to the base of Mount Baker, 
80% of Skagit County is wooded. And in those areas, we have some ranches, we have orchards um, that are also bringing agricultural products to the table. Mm, and nice. and so, you know, our dairies make, oh gosh, our open green pastures. And we just have a really neat collaboration that just happened with one of our, two of our dairy farms and that one makes uh, just remarkable cheese, Samish Bay cheese, mm, and it's award-winning. Yeah. It's gotten, I think, two uh, good mm. food awards. And uh, a local organic dairy is now moving their milk to the creamery over at Samish Bay Cheese. And so working within our local community and, and completing more of those those circles just benefits everybody and also produces an incredible product. The cheeses that are being made here, the artisan cheeses are, are just Yum. beautiful. You said cheese. Yum. I know. Well, like she said cheese and I'm dying. No, no, no. I'm I, just, I just read a couple of days an article where scientists have decided that cheese is healthy for you. And I'm it like, is. when wasn't it? Yeah. Well, when what it's mass heck? produced, it's not necessarily but, the best. I mean, right? come on. But this is the kind of cheese. Look at, okay. look at Northern California, Point Reyes and everywhere, that area, how cheese mm-hmm. put them on the map. Uh, you know, you got wine and cheese. Same thing for Washington State. Yeah. Look what is going on. And you got the seafood, mm-hmm. the Dungeness crab, like you're saying. But I think what's very important is that you're also into seeds and making mm-hmm. sure that agriculture continues forward by being seed savers, basically, right? The farmers are, are doing a lot of seed crops, which is something that you don't there see are. everywhere. Yeah, we we definitely are national leaders in cabbage seed, beet seed. Uh, the seed industry is is very important here as well, and it is. Mm. It's it's and it is the the seeds are a crop, um, and uh, the, again they're distributed worldwide. So the crops, that. I mean, so when you do see, see now, I need to come back because now I want to go mm. play seeds. Well, because as as a gardener. Well, it, person you know you love this specific plant and if you don't save that variety that seed it, it's it could go away we've lost a lot of our heritage plants by not saving seeds so that's what i would wanted to know like what kind of do you have heritage okay. i want to you know, i want to know about seeds <laughs> yeah within the commercial production it's it's large acreage and also i would like to mention spinach seed as well um mm-hmm. is 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 important here again our our cooler climate um does you know a, a, a really remarkable job for that type of crop production so on a commercial scale it's it's feeding the nation and that that is the scale of the seed production that is wow. being done here in the Skagit Valley nice. wow that's magic that's like yeah and so it is think it's, a farmer it's not only Oh, I was I was just going to say it's not only the diversity of crops, but it's also the diversity in scale that helps make a strong a strong agricultural community. So we do we have, you know, crop sizes that again are are sent around the world, and then we also have producers who are growing simply for their hyper local community, and so that mix that mix is good. Mm. Mm-hmm. The thing I want people to know too is that people can go on your website, genuine 
genuine <laughs> genuine skagitvalley.com and shop like you have gift boxes you have like charcuterie we boards um, nice we just launched our saver skagit gift box and it's also a collaboration with made in washington and it highlights our Skagit grown and made goods. And so we have everything from Bowhill blueberry juice to um, we have either hazelnuts so, or chestnuts that are grown here. Yeah. Some beautiful jams made from our local berries. And of course, cookies that are mm. made from grain that is grown and milled here at our local flour mills. Nice. That is cool. That is very mm-hmm. cool. I think it's it's so important, you know. Yeah. what you're doing it's like yeah how you can do it you, yeah. if someone's a, a visitor to the area and mm-hmm. they can't come back real quick or want to gift somebody with what they had especially when you're flying in right from seattle you can't take mm-hmm. everything on the airplane so that's a really cool way of gifting people all the good stuff and really cool you have um experience Skagit on there on your website again everyone genuine Skagit S-K-A like ska music uh, dot <laughs> com. but you have a, a cool map where people can see where they can go places to visit mm-hmm. what to see and do so you understand that connection between tourism and farms and I think farms have always had to diversify have you seen that in your area that they have to diversify with uh, you know, being uh, being Airbnb, like, you know, farm stays or farm stays. doing the pumpkin patch, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So diversifying revenue streams is, is important as, as just as it is important that they're, you know, to scale our, our healthy markets for some of the larger crops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a little and bit it of educates. everything. It educates yeah. the public. Mm-hmm. And they really, yeah, and I, they really need to know where that food comes from farms, not out of a package. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, and and I would like to mention we, you know, in the in the beginning of the interview, we talked about beer, but I will say there oh, are yeah, some yeah. remarkable ciders that are being Ooh. made here in Skagit. So apple production is. It it used to be it used to be larger. Now most of it is is east of of the Cascades, um, but here we do have um, cideries that are are growing their own apples and really making some some wow. beautiful beautiful products. So I I would also invite our visitors to experience. There's some local cider that's being made at Garden Paths. Uh, fermentation, Terramar Brewery, uh, Alma Cider is absolutely remarkable. Um, I do know Farmstrong has another line of cider. So I, I really feel like, and also the work that WR, WSU, Washington State University, um, and their research and, and development and support of cider here in Western Washington is is definitely um growing and i i think we're gonna we're, we're gonna see a little bit more on the map about cider here too Ooh, cider trail oh mm. i love cider mm-hmm. I, you know, yes I, say, I grew up yes. on it like i did i did like you know we, 
Yeah, and apples. I mean, that's, that's the thing. Everyone funny. thinks about Washington State with apples, so it makes sense, you know? It makes total sense. Yeah. So now you made yeah. us both hungry. I want cheese. <laughs> and I want cider. You Good. know, I, I might have to eat some beet seed. Some I don't know, berries. but potato. Potato mm-hmm. salad sounds good too. Ooh, you know, potatoes. Do, do you have any ranching going on? That's something we've never touched on. Yes. I don't. Yes. Ooh. Yes, there are. There are some wonderful ranches here. Again, most are in in areas where it's it's a little bit upland, and uh, yeah, our dairies, our ranches, um, our our. Yeah, our products, not only, you know, the crops, but also those that are coming from our animals are excellent. Mm. All right. So it's winter right now, but we're going to slowly get into spring, right? We're just going to jump ahead. But winter right Mm -hmm. now, what are you going to put on your table for your family? Uh, Well, I happen to subscribe to a wintertime CSA because... Here in Skagit, you can do year-round production. And CSA is a community-supported agriculture. And every other week, I pick up a wonderful box of fresh veggies that are grown right here in wintertime. Our storage crops are fantastic. So things such as potatoes, beets, cabbage, Mm. um, you know, this box has radicchio and kohlrabi, um carrot Mm. it's garlic um and so that is Ah. is from one of our one of our farms uh so i will tell you that i will have Mm. um i'm making some uh a radicchio salad that i'm making croutons from one of bread from one of our local bakeries water tank bakery and the radicchio is grown by uh, boldly grown farm. And uh, then I am also actually, believe it or not, I'm cooking up some rabbit. There is a producer that what? is, it's in Whatcom that does grow rabbit. And um, wow, we're, now I feel like we're in England again. Wow. Yeah, Valley Rabbit. And um, so I'm I'm making that to go with my radicchio salad and have some, some fresh water tank bakery bread and um oh yeah and what also do you with do with rabbit, rabbit? some shallots nobody's making rabbit oh. across well no i shouldn't say nobody that's that's absolutely Rabbit's true delicious. but it's like delicious in england it when we lived in england that was sustainable it was a product. big deal yeah this is mm-hmm. not people don't mm-hmm. talk about this um they don't I, they don't and even i remember when i made some rabbit my grandmother was absolutely delighted and she would never cook it because it was a, a depression era food. You know, people were trying to hmm. find as much as they could, even within their, their local woods. And, um, and bunnies do so bunnies when I things. made it, it just, it, <laughs> it took her back. It took her back so many years. And so I, you know, I wonder if it's something here that fell out of fashion, so to speak, um, because it, it, it was, it was a depression era food. Just like mm. dandelion jam. Oh, see, don't that start me good. now. Now let's get into the world <laughs> of mushrooms, right? I mean, yes. that's the it. That's the thing. It's yeah, that is really fascinating. That that is part of what you're eating. That's yeah, because most people will not know. Is there 
a preparation tip you can give people for trying rabbit to cook rabbit? How many people are even doing you know, duck, right? You know what I mean? So. Oh, I love duck. I love duck. I wish we had more duck producers. Last duck I had was a tortilla, duck tortillas. Like a duck, Ooh. like flauta. It was flautas. Yeah, duck flout. Nancy, mm-hmm. remember in um, mm-hmm. the flight? It was up in Tucson. Oh, I can't stand that. I can't remember. It was the Flying V Grill at a resort that we were at. And Ooh. yeah, and we had duck in the flautas. Okay. And that was like yeah. the most richest flautas. Yeah, that was like, you know, the flautas had high heel shoes on with sparkles, you know. Really, like who would think duck, but yeah. It was a very rich taste and good. And we had really good margaritas with them. But um, yeah, no, no. But Ventana Resort. There it is. Ventana. Yes. And they made tableside tableside guacamole with giant avocados. And I was very impressed with that. Where is this? That's Tucson, Arizona. Where where our storage unit is. You know, we travel full time. But that's, yeah, that's our home. <laughs> and I was like, yes. Okay. And we were like our little, you know, visitor in our home because you know, we travel. But um, going back there, it was like, oh, wow, this is what people get to experience when they, you know, visit our city. And it was, oh, my God. Oh, good. oh my God. I, that that was a crazy night. And people you can find it on our YouTube channel. You'll see because mm. the video that we made, you'll see that we did have that many margaritas. I'm just saying. No, but the duck. But this is, quite, <laughs> but I, you know, but rabbit. This is fascinating because it goes back into people not wanting to eat certain things. Like in the South, they eat squirrel and all kinds of stuff. You know, and Runs and people do right. You just put it in the yeah. stew. It's okay, so all how you prepare it. The rabbits do like the you're rabbit? saying. It's sustainable. They mm-hmm. they they do funny things, and um, they're. You could have a lot of them in your backyard. So <laughs> you can't or in you your garden. It, what would you compare it to in preparation? Like in cooking it? It's it's like a very tender chicken, if you will, mm-hmm. but it yeah. has much less fat. And so I've got the saddle, which is that back tenderloin strip, the loin on on the on the rabbit, and I'm probably gonna take it off the bone. And, um, I also have some ground rabbit and I'm going to season that and then roll it and, and, you know, coat it with some butter, get butter in with the ground rabbit, um, just to add the fat content. Um, and again, season it. I may do a tiny bit of rosemary, mm. um, some shallots and then wrap that in, uh, prosciutto and, uh, and cook that, but braising rabbit, um, it, it's more delicate. And so it's something where, you know, you can do some heavier flavors and things like that, but I tend to like to keep it a, a little bit lighter just so you can, can enjoy it too. the, the flavor of the meat. Um, and it is, it's something that you do have to watch just because there isn't much fat in it. So it can dry out really easily. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, even when you have the leg, um, there's just not that much meat. Uh, so just kind of be prepared if you get a whole rabbit. It's not like a whole chicken fryer. You won't 
speed as as many people. So sometimes it's nice to either take the meat off the bone and use it in different ways so you can kind of spread it out or um, like Mm. in in this case, I'm going to kind of wrap it. Um, But yeah, putting something like pancetta, um, you know, things like that that have a good fat content with it uh, can can kind of give it a good boost. Nancy, you said pancetta, bacon, bacon, Nancy's in. She's in. Mm-hmm. I just watched somebody put a whole wrap of burrito with bacon. Oh. Like, seriously, uh, I, Dr. Jackie, our heart expert, will go berserk if she sees that. But <laughs> but I think, this is inter- I think this is interesting about what you're saying about the rabbit, too, because we've got to look at diversifying, right, in a way. And when we look at agriculture mm-hmm. and diversity as, as consumers, we've also we've become this, I don't know, we only eat these certain things. And I look at things like mm-hmm. rabbit, lionfish in Florida and the coastal communities are starting, chefs are embracing that because it's a species that um, has become a little bit crazy. Just we have so uh, much. So they're starting mm-hmm. to learn how to cook lionfish and and do different things for sustainability. So I think that's kind of interesting about the rabbit in that sense. When we look at protein, because again, I mean, Mm -hmm. you just don't hear about that that often. Not anymore, but no, you don't. Not anymore, but it used to be a mainstay, especially during the, the depression. And the Welsh rarebit is not a rabbit. Just saying. <laughs> I had to learn that. What, as a what kid. was that? I remember. The Welsh rarebit is not a rabbit. You know, as a kid, I was like, oh, it's the Welsh rabbit. We're going to have a Welsh rabbit for dinner. No. And we live in England. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> but no, but England did. They served rabbit. England mm-hmm. served rabbit. I remember that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's interesting. So do you see that change, you know, with everything that's happening and Genuine Skagit Valley. Uh, do you, do mm-hmm. you see that kind of thing change in crop cha- like crops being a little bit more diversified? Whether it's veggies uh, or fruit? We're, we're lucky in that our, our soil and our region and our weather supports that diversification. As well as uh, we do have uh, new farmers that are innovative, that are developing some fantastic artisan products. Um, and also farmers that are yeah. they're innovative, they're creative, and they know that these different revenue sources are important. So those that maybe sell to wholesale markets, but also retail ones as well. And so, for instance, one of our farms, Mesmond Farm, does a weekly meat box. They have organic pasture-raised pork, lamb, and beef. And, um, and they're also raising a variety of, speaking of England, it's a, an heirloom pig a Gloucestershire pig and they have a high fat content. They're, they're delicious. Nancy, um, you're going gonna to want this bacon. I know you do. Oh my gosh. They're so mm-hmm. good. Um, and so, you know, working within doing these different products that go to different markets um, is, is important. And, and farmers are, are, are definitely resourceful. And 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 doing a lot of that right now. That I I think that's important because people want to kind of have that connection, and having a product connects you to the farm more than the typical 
big box grocery store kind of thing, right? And yeah, everybody's yeah. in a different place of what they can do. But no matter what, whether it's a huge commercial farm, you know, it's still people behind it. But like I was saying, mm-hmm. the science and farming has changed. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's actually really interesting about what AI is doing with farming, with understanding water. Yeah. And, and I mean, I mean, we could do shows for years on it. You know, it's just, it's fascinating. Yes. Yes. It really is. It really is. Like, I, I'm just like, I'm like, at your time, I'm like, oh my gosh, we could, you know, because it, it, you think about it and then creating the product, the small family farms we know, they're creating products, they're going, they work their butts off going to farmers mm-hmm. markets, coming home, raising kids, you know, herding mm-hmm. the cattle, get, you know, and then all Amusing of a sudden you think you're going to get a good night's sleep and then no, there's a birthing happening and where frost is coming on the crops, you know, it's like all kinds of things happen. You're talking about people working everything. with nature every day. Yeah. You know, they don't, they don't waste anything. They use no. everything. Farmers are people mm-hmm. to look to, to mm-hmm. learn how to live life and understand that change is always there every single day. Mother nature is awesome, but she can kick your butt. So I have a healthy (laughs) dose of respect, right? But, you know, I think when you connect with farms, you're connecting with nature, period. I think that's the first thing when you first came on our show, I realized that, you know, you was kind of like the first time you came on, I was like, you're doing birds and farms. I dig it, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do. I recommend when when people are maybe when they're at the farmer's market, ask the farmer how they prepare um, what it is they have, because oftentimes they have very, very good um, ideas on on how to how to work with that ingredient. After all, mm-hmm. they work with it, every, you know, from the seed to the harvest. So, yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It's so good to have you back on the show. Everyone, please go to the website. Genuine Skagit. I didn't say it. I did Skagit <laughs> Valley.com. There you go. Good. But it, that, you know, then everybody knows how to spell it out uh, for who are not local. Genuine, genuine Skagit Valley.com is the website. And of course, keep up with our friends at the International Food Wine Travel Writers Association. Even if you're not in the industry of food wine travel, join them in social media like if you go on facebook twitter instagram hashtag ifwtwa they will take you around the world all their writers and destinations it's amazing i check my hashtag ifwtwa every single day because it's like oh somebody went to jordan Ooh, they went here in michigan (laughs) Ooh. This person was in Florida. Like, I didn't know that place existed. It's very cool. Or then you'll see a bunch of food photos. Then it gets bad with wine and beer. But, -hmm. you know, we're all happy looking at these pictures and learning about these places and clicking through to the story. So check it out. I We say Iftwa, so check it out. Uh, Of course, keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com. Again, our, uh, you know, we've got our shows here with Iftwa. Every second Tuesday is our destinations, which is exactly what we're doing here with Blake. And then we have our shows every second Friday with the travel writers. So they tell us what's going on, where they've been. 
And then our new show is out. And that is every second Friday. And that's when we have a panel of travel writers telling us about places they've been to. So stay tuned for that. So keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com. Thank you so much, Blake, for being back on the show. All righty. Thank you so much. It's been it's been a pleasure and I appreciate uh, the the opportunity to share more about our beautiful Skagit Valley. So thank you. Thank you. And now I'm hungry and I want some of that mm-hmm. cheese. Thank you. I know. Cheese, wine, bacon. All right. Well, let me know when let me know when you come visit. 